hey hey loves welcome back to galaxy vibes if you have been here before i'm so happy that you're coming back but if you're new here welcome 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 <laughs> we're just you know just feel comfortable feel at ease feel at home with family you know what i'm saying we that's what we do here so if you didn't get a chance to catch the last couple of episodes, I went over the narcissism series. So in this episode, well, in this series, it's going to be about toxic relationships. And I'm going to break it down into two separate episodes because we're going to talk about 10 different toxic relationships that you can be in. That's right, 10. <laughs> so in the first episode, you're going to talk about five and then in ways to heal the second episode part two we're going to talk about another five and ways to heal from that so stick around get comfortable let's vibe all right so let's get started because this one's going to be kind of a long one (laughs) we have a lot to cover but don't fret. It's some good information that can really help your relationship or help you move on from a relationship that is very toxic. Because sometimes toxic relationships can be fixed. It can be healed because we might not realize that it's toxic. We might just think, oh, this is just how relationships are supposed to be. But if two parties are willing to change these things in a relationship, it can turn into something very beautiful. But if only one person is willing to change or no one is willing to change, then you need to move on. Okay? I'm ready. So the first relationship, a toxic relationship we're going to talk about is codependency. Oh, this is something that is very common. Um, so what is a codependent relationship, you ask? So this is when one person enables another person. Um, they enable their addiction. Um, they enable poor mental health, immaturity, irresponsibility, or they're under or underachievement. Excessive reliance on other people for approval and sense of identity. So say you are with somebody and y'all like to drink. But it's one person that enables this other person's addiction just to be with them. They know that it's a bad idea for this person to drink, but they enable it anyway. So they go and buy them bottles and bottles of liquor to keep them drunk to because they think it keeps them happy. But in turn, this person that's drunk all the time is always nasty to them or is never doing anything responsible for the relationship. But because that person wants to be connected to them, they continue to do it. They continue to enable them because it makes them feel better about themselves. And it keeps the relationship together. Um, and when somebody encourages immaturity, that is something that's dangerous too because why would you want to be in a, a relationship with an immature person? Why would you want to be the immature person in the relationship? 
Why would you enable this? Like, why would you do that? But some people do this because they want to feel dominant over that immature person. They want to feel like they're the responsible one, that they're the one that's getting things done. And they kind of want to parent the person, which is really unnecessary, but it does happen. Some people are in codependent relationships because they seek the approval of other people. Instead of figuring out that they don't need another person's approval to be who they are, to find their sense of identity. Sometimes it is like kind of rewarding to know that you do have the approval of the, the person that you're with, but it shouldn't be all that you seek after. You should know, you should have that sense of security or approval within yourself and the sense of identity before you come into the relationship. And there's nothing wrong with gaining your identity while being with someone, but don't depend on that. Don't keep that going. Once you find your identity, don't don't keep looking for ways to find, you know, approval from someone else. It's just, that's just toxic. It's not healthy for you to do. Okay, so let's look at some signs of codependency because if you don't know if you're in a codependent relationship, this will definitely help you figure that out. So if you have difficulty making decisions in your relationship, you're in a codependent relationship. If you have difficulty identifying your feelings, like you don't know how you feel, you don't know what to feel, you're in a codependent relationship. If you have difficulty communicating in a relationship, like you cannot, you feel like you can't talk to your partner. You can't get out the words that you need to say or you can't find a way to say it because you don't want to make your partner uneasy or, you know, unhappy. You're in a codependent relationship because you're looking for their validation and approval. We should be able to express yourself freely. Um, when you're lacking trust in yourself and having poor self-esteem, you're in a codependent relationship. You should be able to trust yourself in any type of relationship that you're in. If you're valuing the approval of others more than yourself. So if you say you want to do something, but you don't do it because if your partner says, oh, I don't want to do that, or I don't like that, even if you might like it, you might like playing a trumpet. But if your partner says, oh, playing a trumpet is horrible, it's for losers, then you decide you want to, you know, oh, yeah, it is, huh? But deep down inside, you really love the trumpet. You're in a codependent relationship. And most of the times, codependent relationships are rooted from our childhood. If you ha if your emotions are ignored or punished, or you are neglected emotionally, this causes low self-esteem and shame, which causes you to constantly be in codependent relationships with people. I know for a fact that this has happened to me in my childhood. Um, sometimes I felt like my emotions were ignored. So it made me feel like I wasn't good enough for anything. Um, I felt emotionally neglected. And it made me feel like I wasn't good enough to be heard or good enough to be seen. And it wasn't the fault of my parents because they experienced the same thing. But once you know better, it's our responsibility to do better. And if you have children, please 
do not ignore their emotions. Even if it's not something you want to deal with, do not ignore it. Do not punish their emotions. If that's how they feel, that's how they feel. Teach them to express their emotions in different ways, in a healthy way. If they're angry, yeah, no, nah, you're not about to be throwing stuff across the room. But you can say, hey, I'm angry because of this. And then you could deal with that emotion. But don't just dismiss it. Build your children up. Make them Have them to know that they are important. And don't neglect how they feel. Because once you do this, you're setting them up to be codependent. When they get out here in real relationships with people, they're going to be codependent. They're going to be pushing their emotions to the side and only thinking about the other person's emotions. But it's going to cause frustration inside of them. It's going to cause low self-esteem to, and it's going to cause them to do things in relationships that they shouldn't do. So, what are ways to break this codependency, you ask? I got you. You have to figure out, in order to break codependency, you have to understand what it means to you. What does it mean to be codependent? What is making you codependent? Is it the fact that you're lacking trust in yourself? Are you having difficulty making decisions in your relationship because you're too worried about what the other person thinks? Do you have difficulty communicating how you feel in the relationship? Things like that. And you also have to figure out where your relationship expectations are coming from. Where did you get this from? Who taught you how to um who taught you how to look for the expectations in your relationship? Who who taught you how to do this? You have to establish boundaries for yourself in your relationships and resist the, the urge to fix, control, or save the person in your relationship. This is something that I also had an issue with. I wanted to fix the person so bad. If I saw something in someone that needed to be fixed, I wanted to be the one to fix it. I wanted to control, also control certain things. Like, because I had no control over certain things in my life, I wanted to feel like I had some sense of control. That's never good. Um, and I also want to save the person. You cannot save someone from themselves. Only they can save themselves. You cannot, nobody can save you. Only you can save you from yourself. Okay, just know this. You have to prioritize your own growth. And realize that codependent relationships are not healthy. And it does not allow your partner room to be themselves to grow and to be to be healthy. This unhealthy relationship um, involves one partner or both relying heavily on the other and the relationship for their sense of self. Feelings of worth worthlessness or unworthiness and overall emotional well-being. It should always be an equal give and take in a relationship. One person should not be doing more than the other when emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, or whatever. It should never be just one-sided. It should always be two people doing equally, doing things equally. Okay? So, always remember that 
if it's not equal or if you find yourself doing more to please the other person than yourself, then it is definitely a codependent relationship and it's something that you need to break from. Either you need to fix it within you or you need to fix it in another way as far as that is concerned. Like you need to leave the relationship and heal yourself. And if the other person is codependent and they don't want to heal, then I'm sorry, but you need to go because that's very toxic. It can be very draining to be in a codependent relationship. It could be very frustrating to be in a codependent relationship and it could be very depressing. So just know that you can do it. You can get about it at establish the boundaries for yourself. For, if not for this relationship, for the next one. Okay. So that was codependency. Moving on. Next, we have bullying or an abusive relationship. Well, this is the improper use or treatment of a thing often to unfairly or improperly gain benefit. This can come in many forms. This can come in physical abuse, verbal abuse. This can, um, this can come in the form of assault, violation, rape, unjust practices, or aggression abuse in the relationship does not have to just only be physical mental abuse is very strong and it's something that's very hard to get over and break because you can break up with the person but the abuse stays in your mind and it can it could just keep going and going causing you to break down causing you to not be able to heal and move forward and then when you get in another relationship without healing that mental abuse you can carry that over into your next relationship even though the person cannot be abusing you you can still take it out on them or shut down and act as if the person is doing that so really be careful because if you just think that it's physical abuse that's that's toxic you're definitely wrong but we're going to go over some signs of abuse in the relationship so you can recognize these things some signs of an abusive relationship is depression, fear, unexplained weight loss, assault, humiliation, verbal insults that wear down your self-esteem, um, also controlling behavior, unpredictable mood swings, picking at faults, aligning alienating excuse me alienating you from family and friends pa placement of blame this is where a person constantly blames you instead of taking the, the blame for themselves manipulation calculated outbursts they only lose their cool in private they don't lose their cool in, in public because they don't want people to see them as the monster or someone who's being the aggressor they will lose their cool in private. When it's just y'all two, they will lose their minds. But when they're in front of other people, oh, they're smiling, they're happy. So people think they're the nicest person ever. And But you really know the monster that they really are. But they're not showing this. But the flip side is that somebody can take pride in humiliating you. And in private, they you won't see that monster. 
but they'll wait until they get an audience of people and decide to humiliate the hell out of you, okay? They'll say all kinds of stuff to demean you, tell all your secrets, you know, give out information that nobody should know but you two. Everybody's going to know who they perceive you to be. Because some of it might not even be true, but they just want to humiliate you so bad so they can have control over you. Um, also, physical abuse is a sign of abuse in a relationship. Domestic violence, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, financial abuse. And that is a thing. Financial abuse is a thing, you guys. This is when somebody can drain you, okay? Drain your accounts, drain your money, constantly wanting what you have. That's abuse. Um, modern slavery where let's say the dominant partner will have you slaving away while they do absolutely nothing they do nothing but you do everything that's a form of abuse like if you're two adults you shouldn't have to do everything that's crazy that's crazy um institutional abuse and discriminatory abuse If you're suffering from any of these things in a relationship where somebody is demeaning you, someone is making you feel that you're less than, they're putting their hands on you, they're messing, playing mind games with you, when they are sitting here lying on you in front of everybody, humiliating you, making you feel like you're this horrible person or making everybody else look at you like you're a horrible person when you know for a fact that you're not, when... They're financially, you know, taking from you. Just taking everything from you so you won't have anything. Just know that some, if somebody doesn't have anything to lose, they won't mind taking everything away from you. They don't mind doing that. If you're being sex, sexually abused, your body is your body, okay? If you don't want to give what you have to someone else and they take it from you, that's rape. That's sexual abuse. You don't have to take that. If they want to control everything you do, they want to control who you talk to, who you, even if it's your family, they don't even want you talking to your family, your friends, people you've known forever. These people who don't do anything but encourage you and try to be there for you. They want to rip you away from that. They want to control where you work, how long you work, how long you're at the store, <laughs> who you talk to on the phone, how long you talk to, like, it's ridiculous. Nobody should have that much control over someone else. As an adult. You shouldn't you should be able to trust the person that you're with. And the person that you're with should be able to trust you. Okay? Abuse is abuse. Whether it's mental, physical, financial, or what have you. It's it's all abuse. Okay? You shouldn't be depressed in your relationship. It's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows, but you should still feel secure in your relationship. So now that we know the signs of abuse and we know what abuse is, let's talk about some ways to heal. Okay. In order to heal from abusive relationships, you have to acknowledge what happened. Do not downplay what happened in that relationship. You have to face all the feelings that follow, okay? You may feel embarrassed 
ashamed, angry, or scared. But it will get better with time. You have to remove the abuser from your life. Go no contact with this person. Do not check your social media. Don't check their social media. Do not constantly check to see if they're checking you out on your social media. You need to block them. So they can't see. Because if they can see, they can use it against you. They can pick with you. They can use other people to pick with you. Don't do it. And sometimes you have to cut ties with the friends that's spending time with this abuser. Because this can trigger painful memories and feelings, hindering you from moving on with this process. Find support and spend time with people who cherish you and speak life into you. Support equals self-esteem, okay? Focus on things that interest you and find creative a creative outlet. Resume or create regular routines. So you have to separate yourself from this person or these people. Because if you don't, you're going to constantly be reminded of this situation. There's nothing wrong with realizing or recognizing what it is. But you cannot let it sit and fester and mingle and linger. You can't do that. Because then you're going to hinder the healing process. You can't move forward if you're constantly stuck in the past. Okay? You need to get around people that make you feel good about yourself. That lift you up. Or it might be the people that they try to keep you from. Okay? Get around those type of people. You might need to find some new friends. Some new people that will be there for you. That will take your mind off of the, the toxic things you went in in this relationship. You might need to seek some counseling, get some therapy because it's not, sometimes it's easy to move on from this type of abuse, but sometimes it's not. It takes years to get over the situation, which is fine because you're taking those steps to move forward from the relationship. Okay. So just remember, you don't deserve that. Nobody deserves to be abused, no matter what type of abuse it is. Nobody deserves it. Okay. All right. So. That is abusive relationships. Now let's take a little look at something called trauma bonding. And this is a strong emotional attachment between abused people and their abuser. This person is in a relationship with a narcissist. And trauma bonding could be also called Stockholm Syndrome. It's basically the same thing. This is when a person is bonded to their abuser um, emotionally. They want to be free from this person, but it's really hard. It's kind of like they sort of feel sorry for the person. So they don't want to leave the person because if they feel like they're leaving, they're being disloyal. Even if the person is disloyal to them. They still feel like they're being disloyal or they feel like they're doing something wrong to that person. It's a very hard thing to break because trauma bonding is very traumatizing. It's very toxic. Some of the signs for trauma bonding in a relationship are as follows. When you deny or justify the abuse as being your fault, this is like saying the person is angry with you. You're like, 
well, if I would have did the dishes before he came home, then he wouldn't have been mad at me. Or if I would have picked up the clothes on the floor, he wouldn't have had a reason to be upset with me for not picking up the clothes, even if it's his clothes that he took off or she took off and didn't put them up like a grown adult. You feel like it's your fault that they're upset when it's really not your fault. Or you don't believe their threats. <clears throat> they can threaten you and you don't believe it. They'll say, oh, if you do this, I'm going to do that. And you'll be like, oh, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do that. And then they do it. What are you going to do then? <laughs> you feel strong and power- a strong and powerful bond that stops you from seeing the actual person's behavior. This is very common because your friends and family might tell you, like, this person is crazy. Or this person is has this issue or that issue. And you're just like, uh, you love them so much that you don't see it. You, you really cannot see it. And you can't see it until it's too late. And then you wonder, like, how can I not have seen this? It's because the bond between you is too strong. It's very powerful. And there's nothing wrong with you seeing something too late. But once you see it, you have to realize that it is what it is. You cannot keep ignoring it. You can't. Because if you ignore it, it's going to get worse and worse. And who wants to deal with that type of thing? Like Some people don't mind. But it's never good. It's very toxic. You cannot ignore certain things in your relationship that's coming from the other person. You can't ignore it. No matter how you feel. No matter how much you think you love that person. Or how much you think they love you. If you see something toxic, believe it. Especially if they do it more than once. If they say, oh, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop putting my hands on you. And then they might go two or three weeks without putting their hands on you. But as soon as they get angry, they do it again. And you're like, oh, if I wouldn't have got so mad or if I wouldn't have cried, they wouldn't have put their hands on me. That's crazy. No. Mm-mm. Break that. Speaking of breaking that, let's look at some ways that you can break this trauma bonding. When you break trauma bonding, you fight obsessive thoughts about the abuser. In order to start healing, you need to try new things. Do what interests you. Make a commitment to live in reality, not in a fantasy land that you want it to be, but live as it is. Live one decision at a time, day by day. Make decisions that only support your self-care. Start feeling your own emotions. Learn the seven stages of grief. Understand it and identify what you're losing. So basically, if someone is abusing you in a mental way or even physical, you have to realize that this is not good for you. And you cannot excuse the behavior of the aggressor or the abuser or the narcissist. You cannot excuse this behavior. You have to realize it is what it is, and you have to move forward in your life. 
if you decide you still want to be with this person, you have to set healthy boundaries and let this person know it is not okay the way you're treating me, the way you're acting, the things that you're doing. If you continue these things, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to A, leave, B, do something different, think about myself. You know, you have to do those type of things. You have to set those type of boundaries because if you don't, they're going to keep doing it and you're going to keep being bonded to this person when it's not necessary for you or that other person. If you're the one that's doing this, then it's not necessary for the other person. If you just do this so you can feel better about yourself, that's sad. You need to move on and stop holding on to someone just so you can control them. What does that say about you? Okay, so let's segue into lack of intimacy or fear of intimacy. Without intimacy, there isn't the security in the relationship of knowing that the person is there for you or knowing that they truly love you or care for you. If you lack intimacy in your relationship, how can you feel supported? And intimacy isn't always sexual. Intimacy can be having a deep conversation with someone. Getting to know the person on a deeper level besides the mundane, normal things that you should know about somebody. Intimacy could be like you hugging someone or feeling close to them. That could be intimacy. And having a lack of intimacy can cause a lot of problems. It can cause distance in a relationship. It can cause shutdowns in relationships. And if you don't have if you have a shutdown or you feel distant, you feel unloved. You feel unworthy of being in a relationship with someone. So let's look at some signs to let you know if you have a fear of intimacy in your relationship or you're lacking intimacy. Oh, but first there are different types of um, intimacy. Like I said, it's not just sexual. It's emotional intimacy, intellectual intimacy, and spiritual intimacy, and experimental intimacy. So, lack of intimacy can cause loneliness, anger issues between a couple, lacking understanding, and support. So some of the signs are having low self-esteem, having trust issues, experiencing episodes of anger, having trouble forming or committing to close relationships, having a history of unstable relationships, you're having an inability to share feelings or express emotions with your partner, and you have a A lack of sexual desires. A relationship can survive without intimacy, but it will become very hard. It'll be a struggle for both partners to express themselves as time goes on. It'll be hard to be happy or to feel secure. Without happiness and security in a relationship, 
it becomes too complicated. In order to heal or to gain more intimacy or get over the fear of intimacy in a relationship, you have to disclose more to feel closer. Discover all there is to know about your partner. Open up to your partner and make it easy for your partner to open up to you. You have to make time for deeply emotional conversations. Sometimes just sharing your thoughts at the end of the day can help. And you have to find time to do this. This can segue a deeper emotional bond. And that's a form of intimacy. You have to do something new or big together. Try being in sync or harmony about something in the relationship. Like, <clears throat> if you decide to get a dog, decide you're going to take care of that dog together. You're going to do everything together. If you want to make a child, decide you're going to parent this child together or raise this child together. That can form a deeper bond between you two. And that can build the intimacy between you, you two. Relish the routine. This is where you learn each other's habits and routine. We become predictable and we can cause and we can use this to become more intimate. This creates a connection with each other. You can also shake the routine, shake it up. By doing the same old thing, we become like robots. But have you noticed that if you stop being in the same routine, the other person's notices the change causing one to feel again so you can do this by generating something unexpected and this can spark something in the relationship and sometimes it takes extreme actions to realize how much intimacy there is or was in the relationship make it harder to walk away learn to talk at a deeper more honest level with the person Ensure that it's safe to be open. If you are more open than your partner, work on becoming a non-judgmental listener. Consider whether you are a better match than you think. Give credit where credit is due. There needs to be an equal give and take. If someone is doing something that's positive in a relationship, there's nothing wrong with giving credit there. Like If the person is better at finances, Say, hey, you, you are such a great financial planner. Can you show me how to do that? Instead of being jealous or saying, oh, well, just because you know how to save money don't mean you're better than me. Like Stuff like that is just ridiculous because that causes division in the relationship. And it causes the other person to pull away from you. So if you see that someone can do something a little bit better than you, give them credit. There's nothing wrong with that. And always remember... To that intimacy is more than just sex or more than just words. It has to do with your emotions and your feelings. So if you can grasp that, then you can have a very intimate relationship. This next one is a short one. <laughs> you have the chronic cheater. And there's no need to go into explanation about this. This person is a cheater. They will always cheat on you no matter how good you are to them, no matter what you do to try to fix their relationship. 
You can do, you can hang from the chandeliers for them. You can do backflips. You can do splits on it, whatever you, it does not matter. They will cheat on you regardless of what you do. They will cheat. They will go out here and find reasons to cheat because it makes them feel good about themselves. It makes them feel like they're the man or the woman or they can control a person or it makes them feel like they're doing something successful because they're out here cheating on you and you're at home doing whatever you can to please this person or sticking around or at home crying your eyes out. Talking to your friends and family about it and still sitting there while they're out doing whatever they want to do. It's sick. It's very dangerous, first of all, because you don't know what this person could be picking up from other people. And it's also a such thing called transference of spirits and energies. When they're out here having sex with everybody, they're picking up energies and bringing it back to you. And you can wonder why. Oh, why am I so angry all the time? Why am I this? Why am I that? Like, I've never been this type of person. It's because they're picking it up from other people, bringing it back to you. Nobody deserves that. You don't deserve to, if you're being faithful to that person and you're not doing anything to cause them any harm, but yet you're catching STDs. You're up here switching up your mood swings and you're cooking and cleaning and doing whatever you feel like is going to keep them around and they're out here doing whatever, it's not fair to you. And if you're the one that's doing that, you're the cheater, shame on you. Shame on you. If you don't want to be with someone, it's always the option to be single. If you're single, do whatever you want to do. If you want to be out here playing with people's health and playing with people's lives, do that on your own account, on your at your own expense. Don't take other people down through the motions just because you feel like you can, because you want to, because you want to feel better about yourself. Most times or most often the person that's the cheater is very insecure. They aren't secure within themselves. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they want. So they out here dipping and dabbing, doing whatever they want to do just to feel better about themselves. And there's only one way to heal from someone that's a chronic cheater. Move on. Get these people out of your life or this person out of your life. Move on to someone who is not a cheater, who is loyal. You have to figure out who this person is. Do your research on this person before you get with them. I believe we've all been in a relationship with the other person has cheated or you might have cheated on the other person. Sometimes you might not want to cheat or they might not want to cheat on you. It just happens. Now, this is something that happens once or twice or out of the blue or whatever okay but if it's constant and it keeps happening no matter what you do they can they can beg and plead with you hey baby listen i'm sorry it'll never happen again it was just one time or it was just this or it was just that don't believe it especially if they keep showing you that it's it's not gonna it's not gonna change what can you do but move on be by yourself or be with somebody else that's not gonna treat you that way because you don't deserve it So that one was a quick one because it's not too many things you could do to heal from that, but to move on. Okay. So we have looked at five toxic relationships in this episode. And in the next episode or in the next part, part two, we're going to look at five more.
So if you guys have any questions about what I just went over, feel free to message me and I will go over some of the things with you in a more intimate level um, on a one-on-one -on -one basis. If you want other more in-depth ways to heal from the situation, feel free to reach out. I have no problem with helping you guys out because these things have, have helped me through relationships that I went through. So there's no judgment here. There's no shame. Trust me. I'm, I've seen a lot. <laughs> so if you also want to bring up another topic that you want me to go over or discuss, please feel free to reach out to me. You can reach out to me on Facebook at Sabrina Smith. Um, my name is spelled S-H-A-B-R-I-N-A. Or you can reach out to me on Instagram at CEO. I have no problems talking to you guys. And I appreciate you guys listening in. And I appreciate you guys opening your hearts and your minds to receiving this information to help you heal. And to recognize the things in your relationships that can be very toxic. So, as always, may you fly higher than the galaxy, dripping in love and light. Let's get it. Let's go, family. Namaste. Have a good day.